You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. A pleasant good afternoon and welcome in to Grant and Danny just after 2 o'clock, February 5th, 2024, Super Bowl week has arrived. I am live in Las Vegas at Radio Row getting ready for the madness. Danny is back in our Half Street studios. It's going to be a weird choppy start to the show just to lay the land out for you here in the next half hour. We're going to take a couple of quick segments to clear out some spots. Here's why. The Dan Quinn press conference comes your way at 2.30 today, right after our dentist appointment. He's being introduced out in Ashburn, so Dan Quinn will be meeting the media. You will hear the entire press conference at 2.30. So a little bit of a quirky start to the show between now and then, but what matters is we got Dan Quinn live as he and Adam Peters address the media for a half hour starting at 2.30, and things will start to sound a whole lot more normal from that time on. We're giving away Caps tickets today at 4 ahead of the Beltway Blitz. We've got tickets to Steve Trevino at 6 o'clock. We will be very, very busy. A lot of great guests all week long out here from Radio Row. Danny, how is Washington, D.C. this morning? We are doing just fine, and Danny likes sour candy. The weather's gorgeous, my friend. You picked a great time to leave. Uh, a lot has changed since you and I last spoke. Friday night, we were hanging out in front of a bunch of listeners. Huge thank you to everybody that came out and those that made it possible. The Fan versus uh, 980 Live, which was great, a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, so a couple of hirings have happened now, it seems like. And as you mentioned, we'll hear from Dan Quinn in a moment. Yeah, I will get into some of the fun of getting out here to Vegas and give you some of the deets on just how crazy this week looks like it's going to be. I just think the league should have the Super Bowl here as often as possible. Driving down the strip last night, Danny, the sphere, which is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's just iconic looking. The tech, however they did that, is amazing. Every city should have something like it. It was rotating between the team helmets. You had uh, the, the Super Bowl you know, logo uh, all over Allegiant Stadium, which I didn't realize, that hockey puck stadium the Raiders play in. It's basically like one big ribbon board on the front. So they can just rotate all kinds of different images. It, pretty amazing. Everything looks great. I just bumped into John Taffer from Bar Rescue as I was sitting down to do the show. It's going to be one of those weeks. It's kind of cool. So uh, the guests will be very, very good, and the football conversation leading up to 49ers and Chiefs is going to be outstanding. But as you said, let's start with the news, and that is that Dan Quinn's begun filling out his staff. We've talked a lot about how critical the offensive coordinating hire was going to be, and it became more vital to hit on that coordinating hire when you decided to go with a defensive head coach. And Quinn has tabbed 44-year-old Cliff Kingsbury, the former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, as his offensive coordinator Four seasons in Arizona, the results were bad as a head coach, 28-37-1. I'll be honest, Danny, I don't really care that much about that. Mm -hmm. I'm not hiring him to be a head coach. What I care more about is the offenses that he's run in college and in the pros, most notably in the three years before the Kyler Murray injury when everything went off the rails in his fourth year with the Cardinals. The offense ranked 16th, 14th, and 15th. There's not really a signature season or anything you point to where you go, this guy gets it, look at this unit. But he has worked with some very talented young quarterbacking stars 
in college. He was the head coach for Patrick Mahomes. He was the offensive coordinator for Johnny Manziel this past season. He worked with Caleb Williams at USC, who he's very close with. That's going to lead to some rumors, I'm sure, in the months ahead. In the NFL, he worked with a dual threat in Kyler Murray. Think Jaden Daniels, perhaps. He's obviously running the air raid offense like Phil Longo at North Carolina did with both Sam Howell and Drake May. So there's all kinds of ties here that make this really intriguing. Yeah, the you know you wonder, what did you learn in your first couple of go-rounds, right? Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's been through the ringers. You said as a college coach, as a coordinator at Texas Tech, then a head coach, and you know then the, the, the big job in, in Arizona as a head guy. Now kind of moving on, what have, you, what have you gained? How have you evolved as an offensive mind? I mean, one of the things to note, they lined up in a shotgun a bleep ton when he was in charge there in Arizona. Is that a because you have Kyler Murray thing, or is that because that's what you prefer to do? A lot of questions I have ultimately for what this offense is going to look like come the fall. Yeah, the bleep ton that Danny just referenced to give some Almost context, 90%, right? Uh, it was 88%. In the shotgun, and you, you just want younger quarterbacks to have the ability to get under center and operate out of play action. It helps in the running game. It helps be more multiple. I think his oak line hire is going to be massive. One of the reasons I was so excited about Ben Johnson was that the rumor was wherever he ended up, Hank Fraley, the O-line coach, who's got local ties in Gaithersburg, was going to come with him. And I think it's so pertinent for the offensive line coach to help you handcuff your run and your pass and play action concepts. And it's something I'm not sure that, frankly, Cliff Kingsbury did a whole lot well in regards to in Arizona. And I think the good thing about having failed as a head coach is you you know where your shortcomings are. You know where you've got to improve. And that's going to be somewhere near the top of the list from a scheme standpoint, from a play-calling standpoint. He's not the only coaching staff hire that's been made, though. As we get ready for the Dan Quinn press conference at 2.30 today, he's also going to tell you about his new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr., who's coming over from Dallas. We'll discuss Witt next right here on Grant and Danny, taking you up to the press conference from Ashburn Live at 2.30 on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Grant and Danny on the fan. I'm live at Radio Row in Las Vegas. Danny is in our Half Street Studios. We're going to have the Dan Quinn Press Conference live at 2.30 from Ashburn right here. So forgive the choppiness of the early part of this hour, but we're structuring uh, this hour for you so that you can hear that entire press conference uninterrupted. So make sure you're right here at 2.30 to hear from Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. Quinn was hired in large part because he's going to be able to put together a quality staff. We were just talking about Cliff Kingsbury being the hire uh, as his offensive coordinator. We're going to get into Cliff Kingsbury from all angles coming up at 3 o'clock today when we have a little more time to let our hair down. I'll just say, Danny, because we kind of gave the particulars without much opinion a few minutes ago, I'm whelmed by the hire. You know, A lot of people have been asking me uh, out here, it's a big talking point today, like, what do you think? I'm fine with it. I don't really have a strong take either way. I don't love it, certainly. I don't hate it. Uh, Kingsbury is very close with Sean McVay. He's tied into some really good staffs in football. My hope would be that he's able to pluck some young climbing position coaches from some of the really good kitchens that make the best food in the NFL right now and bring a couple of those guys over to layer talent underneath of him. I do like the fact, too, that because he failed as a head coach, as I said, and he's built a staff before as a head coach, but also he knows where he fell short and what he has to do better. I think that could be a plus as well. And I think that he's a guy that is not on the fast track to getting a head coaching job. You know, If you went and got Clint Kubiak, you're almost certainly losing him if things go well next season. Same with a guy like Brian Greasy. Kingsbury could very well get head coaching interviews next year if you draft Drake May or Jaden Daniels, and they're awesome. Uh, he may get a job, but he's not one of these guys that – is like two-thirds of the way to that job already. This is a reclamation opportunity for him, and he's probably a couple of years out. So some, those are some of the things I like about Kingsbury, who I think looks the part. He's 44. He's handsome. Uh, everybody has kind of wanted him to be the next great thing in football. The production hasn't really been there, but he's extremely well-connected. He's worked with a lot of quality, talented young quarterbacks, and I like that as well. Well, he was the ultimate heat check for the do you know Sean McVay or do you look like Sean McVay or you know kind of whatever. Someone that hadn't really been that productive as a head coach, right? Had, had lost a bunch of games with Pat Mahomes uh, as his quarterback at, at Texas Tech. And, you know, the the thing I've heard a bunch is that he failed upwards to, to get that gig. Maybe. I, I don't know about all that. I'm sure he interviews very well. He, he comes off and sells himself as an offensive juggernaut, a genius. Um, and, it's you know, so he has that McVay cologne to him. I'm with you. I, I'm actually whelmed. I don't have a terribly strong reaction either way. Um, the things that I like are I would wager, again, as you said, he's probably not in tremendous demand just yet to be a head coach. You turn in two years of pretty good assignments as an offensive coordinator, you will be again. You'll get back on the good list, et cetera, and you can be able to sell that, hey, look at how much I've learned, look at how much I've grown, look at how much my schemes, designs have evolved over a couple of years. The results have been kind of mixed. Right now, the thing that I love the most in offense, he's not really majoring in. Again, we, we talked about this. Now, who knows what it's going to be like with, with a new quarterback that's different than someone that's 5'7", five, 5'8", five, like, like Kyler Murray is. Uh, I'm sure it changed a little bit, probably 5'10", but whatever. 
you line up in the shotgun because of that guy's height. That makes sense to me. If we get a 6'4", you know, uh, square-jawed, chiseled monster, to, uh, I'd like him dropping back a bunch. I want play action, married to run games, et cetera. I don't want necessarily to live out of the shotgun. We just saw that with Biennemi. I'm basically enamored with that Ben Johnson-style offense, right, where everything looks like everything and defenses are on their heels. That's not what he majors in. That doesn't mean offense can't work. There's a bunch of different ways to skin a cat. So I've got questions. Um, overall, my excitement level, you know, it's kind of middle of the pack, 5 out of 10. Doesn't mean I'm against it, but I'm not, you know, blown away. I can't believe they got this guy. Yeah, offensively speaking, uh, if you look at his units in Arizona, they ranked 16th, 14th, and 15th in the three years prior to that final season. And I, I just kind of give him a pass on that because Kyler got hurt, and I think they used right. three or four quarterbacks. Colt McCoy got hurt. They were just starting you and me, at, basically, at the QB position. But very middle of the pack, very middling. Passing games ranked 21, 18, and 7 in the three years before Murray tore his ACL. Uh, if you look at you know the, the results with Mahomes when he was at Texas Tech, you had one of the great quarterbacks to ever live in college, didn't win a whole lot. So he takes a lot of heat for those types of things. I care way less about that than is he a quarterback whisperer? Can this guy get a lot out of a little? We don't know. Like, Did he do a better job with Kyler Murray than the average NFL coach might have? Is Patrick Mahomes better off or Caleb Williams better off as a prospect because he worked with those guys in college? That's what I care about. I do think, by the way, that if at number two, whoever they take, and let's say just for the sake of the conversation, it's Jaden Daniels. If Daniels has a C.J. Stroud-esque first season, which is a tall order, that's the greatest rookie year we've ever seen, then it, it stands to reason, and it goes without saying, that the team's going to be pretty good, and I think that he could get a head coaching job next year. We just saw a cycle where teams wanted offensive minds and there weren't enough of them out there. So a guy like Kingsbury, unlike Slowick, who might not be ready in Houston, he's been a head coach, he's built a staff, he's plugged in, he probably could get a job next year. But that's where he needs to build a staff and layer behind him. I think you probably do have two seasons to try to groom some of that talent. The other coordinating hire, and they'll talk about this in the presser, we're going to have it live in eight minutes coming up at 2.30, was Joe Witt Jr., who's coached the DBs with the Cowboys in three seasons under Dan Quinn in Dallas, three Pro Bowls, an All-Pro, two of the last three seasons, one of his DBs led the league in interceptions, Danny. His resume is tough to poke holes in. Now, he's never been a coordinator, mm -hmm. obviously not a former head coach like Kingsbury, but as a DB's coach, he's had outstanding statistical results, and this is the third straight job where Quinn has brought him with him. Atlanta, Dallas, and Washington, I think he would tell you this is a sharp guy ready for this opportunity. He's been in the NFL since 07, so I'm excited to see as a coordinator, obviously he'll live in Quinn's shadow. Quinn's going to run much of the defense. One of the things I want to hear at this presser at 2.30 is mm -hmm. who's going to call the defense? Does, does Quinn want to do that, or is that going to be uh, Joe Witt, who he just brought with him? We will be breaking down everything we hear from Dan Quinn on the other side, but the press conference is minutes away. You're going to hear it live at 2.30. Make sure you're right here on Grant and Danny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Any moment, Dan Quinn and Adam Peters, along with owner Josh Harris, are going to sit down at the desk in the front of the room and speak to the assembled media and all the fans listening all over the DMV. The Quinn introductory press conference moments away. Danny, what do you expect and want to hear? This is a great time for Dan Quinn. He's good at this part. Now, he's a good defensive coach, too, as well. And he's got, you know, I think something to prove in terms of being in charge of the whole thing. But he's going to get you fired up today. This is the, I wanted this so bad, no one's going to work harder, time to grind, etc. I want to know, and this is hard to answer in an opening press conference, but what's going to be different this time than a handful of years ago in, in Atlanta? Why is 2.0 Dan Quinn so different, better, more capable, ready to be in charge uh, than 1.0 Dan Quinn was? That's natural, right? You grow and you go through your experiences and you get better and you, you, you capitalize on those failures and shortcomings and the new version of you hopefully is better than you were a handful of years ago, regardless of the walk of life that you happen to be in. So that's my biggest question is, why is this different than Atlanta was? Yeah, I'm very curious to see what they say about the search and how careful they are about that. Do they just come out and say point blank, we wanted Dan Quinn all along, everything you heard wasn't true, this was our guy circuit to circuit, we love Dan Quinn, or do they kind of leave that in the rear view? It doesn't matter anymore at this point. Mm. They've moved on. He's the head coach, and this is all about the future. I really like everything I've seen out of Adam Peters so far. I mean, he's going to be excellent at drafting and developing and you know picking players and free agency and in the draft. That is the hope. But I like the fact that last night he and his wife were out on the runway meeting Dan Quinn and his wife when he landed. And you heard Quinn say, I didn't think you guys would be here. You know, it's pretty late in the, in the evening. He's been working all day. But it was important. This pairing, this tandem is significant, obviously. And for him to be out on the runway to give him a big hug and say, nah, man, we're here for you guys and for the two wives as well to, you know, side by side have uh, the, the first conversation that they had. I just thought that that familial greeting said a lot about the class that this organization is going to be run with. Now, I want to know if Dan Quinn plans on calling defensive plays or not. Mm-hmm. Now, the sneaky thing about his time with the Falcons was his defenses were not that good when he was a head coach. He's been exceptional as a coordinator. Is Joe Witt going to call some of those defensive plays? And then Wycliffe Kingsbury. You know, how did we get to the point where he was the right guy? I think that's the biggest hire, the biggest decision, probably other than the number two overall pick, he's going to make in his first calendar year running this team. Why did you just land on Kingsbury? Yeah, time to hit the Let's ground Let's go runner, to right? the podium right now out in Ashburn. Um, <clears throat> so good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for being here today. Uh, it's an incredible day for Washington football. Uh, I'd like to start first by thanking uh, my partners, Mitch, Mark, uh, Irvin Johnson, David Blitzer, and the rest of the ownership group for uh, supporting me. And also uh, Rick Spielman and Bob Myers. Uh, they were incredible during the process. So thanks, thanks you all for the help. Um, <clears throat> today, when, we, when Adam and I were last here, we told you we were going to go find the best leader for Washington football. 
someone that we felt would lead Washington to be an elite franchise. And Dan, I'm so excited <laughs> that we're here together <clears throat> uh, and welcome to Washington. And so after a thorough process, we'd love to introduce you to the city here. Um, Stacy, welcome to Washington. Yeah. And on behalf of the city and the DMV, thank you both for choosing uh, to be on this mission with us in support of the city. So Dan, you've gotten down to work quickly. All I know is, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we got all together Friday and then uh, over the weekend, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, an incredible offensive coordinator, and Joe Witt, <clears throat> incredible defense of mine, uh, have joined our franchise. And obviously, we're very excited about those two individuals. I'll let Dan uh, describe them. But that's what it takes. <clears throat> it takes being able to attract the best people uh, to create a unit, to create a culture, to create a system, to create a team where you can then recruit uh, the best players on the field. You get the, when you get the best off the field, when you get the best team off the field, you get the best team on the field. On behalf of Commanders fans, I am thrilled to welcome you, Dan, Stacy. Uh, Joe and Cliff to the city of Washington, and fans, <clears throat> with your support, the future of Washington football is bright. Thank you for uh, your support. It's because of you all that everyone is here. Now I'll turn it over to Adam. Thanks, Josh. Well, when we sat, set out to hire the next head coach of the Washington Commanders, we wanted to, I said earlier, we wanted to hire the best leader for our team. And we went through a really thorough process, as you all know. We spoke with a ton of great candidates, but our process led us to the decision that Dan Quinn was the perfect man for the job. Coach Quinn has all the qualities we're looking for. He's an unquestionably one of the best leaders in the NFL. You can ask anybody who's been around him, coaches, players. He's a top-notch communicator, an excellent teacher and developer, not only of players, but of coaches. And he's smart, he's driven, and he's really more than all, anything, a phenomenal person and just a great, great person who's going to lead this team the right way. Um, he's one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. He's proven that time and time again. He can build elite coaching staff, which, which Josh alluded to. He's already started. He, he attracts talent because of the type of person and man that he is. Um, he maximizes that talent, and, and that's what we're doing. We're building a great staff, and he's, he's really kicking it off really well. He and I have a shared vision that we're going to build a team that, with the play style and the identity that you guys will all love to watch. The fans of the Commanders, not only just here in the DMV, but all over the world, will love watching Dan's team play. Um, Dan and I are going to be in lockstep in everything we do. We already are, and we will continue to be. We will keep the team and staff connected. He has a track record of tying building, buildings together, and he's going to build, tie this whole building together from the lunchroom to the meal room to the weight room to the equipment room to the locker room. And that, that's how we're going to do it. And we're going to all be moving in the same direction. So I can't wait to work with Dan. We, we're going to embark on a really, really fun journey together. This is going to be a great and important offseason. We've already started, but the work is just beginning. So with that, I want to hand it over to our new head coach, Dan Quinn. All right. Man, this is, uh, this is such an awesome moment. And what an outstanding privilege and honor and absolute joy to be sitting here uh, beside these outstanding men and joining them in this opportunity to, to have the vision of this historic franchise. So 
thank you to, to Josh and to Adam and to everybody in the organization and the ownership group that's, uh, that's been a part of this. So spoiler alert, you'll hear me say often, uh, be where your feet are. And actually, I try not to say it. I do try to live it. And I'm pretty good at it, too, with one exception. Over the past few years, there's five words that have probably tested my feet and my head if I get another shot. And as a coach, you prepare for it, you study for it, and there's some lessons that you can't study for. There's lessons that you just have to live. And sometimes through success and sometimes also through adversity. But once you learn those lessons, all you want to do is grab them and run and prove it. And uh, so let me tell you, I am ready to run and prove it. Run like hell. And uh, I'm a little older, maybe a little more chrome, and uh, hopefully a little bit wiser. And, uh, but I'm also incredibly grateful uh, for all of that that has led to my feet being here. And actually, back to here, um, although I grew up a Jersey kid, watching the NFC East um, for a long time, and, and uh, that's what football was to me. That's where my first love of it came. But I also spent a good deal of my 20s here. Uh, I went to Salisbury University, about two hours south of here. And the best part of that was my wife, Stacy. And so that was the best call I ever made to say, hey, you want to go out? So she said, yeah. And I said, all right. So 29 years later, here we are. She is my ride or die and has been with me on this uh, football life that is ups and downs. And, uh, and it's an absolute awesome life that we share together. So I also uh, did football and track there. And uh, I also started my coaching career in Virginia. So my first coaching career was at, uh, first coaching job was at William & Mary. And uh, two guys on the team right now, you'll know their names, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott. So Mike was a senior wide receiver. So he said, all right. I'll pick you up tonight. We're going to the fraternity party. I said, all right, this coaching gig's pretty good. You know, like I can still do what I like to do. So next thing, uh, Sean was a sophomore uh, DB, and relationships like those are so valuable because in this league, um, you know, it's hard. And so having guys that you can lean on uh, for a long time, that's it. So uh, those guys, too. And I also coached at VMI. So in my early 20s, Virginia was a big part. So Stacey and I, we know where we are, and uh, we know who you are, and we know what this franchise means to you and uh, what it will take to get it back to where it deserves to be. I know you're just starting to know me, and that's going to take some time because building trust, it always does. But I can't wait to start earning it. And that includes the players. It includes the staff, every single man, woman in this organization, and each and every fan because that is who makes up the entire Washington Commanders team, all of us. And that's awesome because I'm going to give myself a little grace and allow one swear word here because I've done a pretty good job so far. I haven't had any people. And these guys here, these are some really good people. And uh, I cannot wait to get it rocking here. I can't wait. And so we'll hit the ground running. There's lots to do. And uh, But I want to let you know, man, I've been waiting on this moment. And uh, so to be here with you guys today, I cannot wait to get this thing rocking. So with all that said, let's begin. John Kime, ESPN. You said, if I get another shot, the lessons you learned, what are some of the key lessons that you learned to apply, that you can apply here? Yeah, that's an awesome one, John. I think first and foremost, um, in leaving there, I wanted to make sure I did a 360 to find you know, what would be some potential blind spots, you know, that I did. And, 
in a good way of trying to take on too much at times. And so that's why for me, coming into, you know, when I was looking, to, if I got another shot, there were a couple things that I wanted to find. One, you know, was from the ownership side, a team that support, you know, the general manager side to be in lockstep and have a partner with. And then the third part, you know, was like a fan base that was really wanting to go get after it. The lessons for me was, man, be right, you know, it's the players and the team. And it came from a good place of trying to help and solve problems. But make sure, keep the main thing, the main thing, John. And uh, I had some time to test that in Dallas. And so that was good for me to go and do that and go through that process because I'm a much stronger coach today than when I took over, you know, years back in Atlanta. And so, like I said earlier, man, you, you want to run with those lessons and go prove it. And the best competitive moments in my life have come when you had to go prove it. And uh, that's what I want to apply. The other thing I would say is um, just having gone through the process with a bunch of people, uh, you know, Dan came in with a real vision for um, how to build a cohesive staff that worked together. Uh, you know, I think it is more than just one person. Uh, it's a front office that works together uh, r with everything, analytics, sports science, player development, player selection, and then it's a coaching staff that brings a lot of both leadership and culture, but also play calling and innovation. Uh, and, and, and Dan really had all that in his head. He had a plan, and uh, he's got a few more. You know, you saw this weekend, but he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it was really impressive. John Kime, ESPN. You're listening to point, the introductory press conference of Dan Quinn in Ashburn. At what point were you sold that Dan is the guy? And you obviously you probably known him for a while or knew of him. So what point were you sold that he is the right guy for here? Every time we spoke with Dan, it became more and more clear that he was the guy. And we interviewed him twice. And... Both times, it's like we're speaking the same language. And it was really, really cool. Had a great connection, had a great shared vision. So it was almost right away that I knew Dan would be the great coach for us. Yeah. Hi, Nick Jafala with the Washington Post. Um, I guess this is for Adam and Josh, first of all. I know you guys have been through various coaching searches at past stops. But working together on this one, did anything surprise you about this process? I mean, look, obviously, uh, the NFL has its own unique uh, approach, its own unique rules. It's a very thorough process. Um, certainly, um, there are um, times where you're allowed to talk to people and not allowed to talk to people. So what that does is it creates, you know, a longer process. Uh, and um, it was a very, so it was very thorough. Um, and, and so, um, you know, and then it was great working with Adam. I got to see him in action. Uh, I got to see all the relationships that he had around the league. Um, I got to see how prepared he was coming into the coaching uh, search. And then, you know, obviously uh, how he uh, bonded with candidates and how he bonded with coaching candidates. And so all that uh, really reflected well on Adam, and I was very excited to be working with him uh, through the process. Yeah, for me, Nikki, it was it's all new to me. So there's all real surprising. Obviously, there's a lot of different rules you have to go through. Um, the thing that really stood out to me is is having a thorough process leads you to the right person, and that that's really the big thing. And that, getting Dan, that's that's what happened. And for Dan, um, you've you've had interviews in I think each of the last two off seasons. What made this the right time for you to make this move and with this team? You know, Nikki, I thought um, coming in, um, you know, as a coach who has done it before, um, 
I knew then what I was looking for. You know, I think when you're first going through it, it's the first time you, you got to go get it and you got to go take it. After you've been through the experience, you want to make sure that you can align it exactly like you want to do to go kick ass. And so that's what I was, you know, looking for specific markers because if I wasn't going to find them, then I wasn't going to do it. And I desperately wanted to, but if the markers weren't in line to say, hey, this alignment between ownership, general manager, the club, um, I wouldn't have. So when this one was here, um, it was please call because <laughs> this one um, is different and this franchise has a historic mark on the NFL and so that was different I knew that was different and so um, once I knew ownership I knew general manager organization like everything checked Nikki and so it was uh, the one that like was a you know a flashing light to me to, to say this is this is the moment this is the one Coach David Aldridge with The Athletic. Welcome to D.C. Thanks, David. A um, couple of questions for you. One, as you looked at the personnel on this team, what kind of stood out to you as, I can work with that, I can make that work? Yeah, I thought, um, first side, I'll start with the defense because that's, you know, unfortunately that's sometimes where my eyes go first. But I would say, uh, man, was I impressed, you know, by the inside of the defense, you know, with the defensive tackles and knowing that, it starts up front on both sides, man. It's, you know, defensive line and offensive line. So that was the spot that jumped out to me, you know, as the defensive tackles. And then the skill, you know, at receiver. And you have to have elite players on the edge for the matchup. So when they come, David, you know, that's when you got to go attack. So those would have been the two things that jumped out to me. I certainly, you know, played against the club. So I know about more of the offensive players and game planning and studying. But, uh, this receiving group, you know, really had skill, and they would test you and push you and find matchups. And so, that to me, of guys, uh, that's where it stood out to me first. Uh, number two, in, in our personal lives, our spouses always provide this role. But in your professional life, who is the person that tells you that's not a good idea? Yeah, that, that you listen to. Yes, and I think you need that, right? You have to have somebody that can see around the corners and knowing and protecting your blind spots. And so when I referred to that person, um, well, what I was looking for, I was really referring to Adam to say in this relationship, it's built on trust and we go through it together. But in football, you know, the best of the best have this connection um, rock solid and, you know, at the core because they deal with things that no one else really does. And so uh, when you win more, you know, adulation when you lose, it's harder. So having the person who's the partner to go through those experiences with is really important. And so I don't know if Bob Myers is here, but Bob and Steve had given us a little insight. I had known Steve as a friend and I hadn't known Bob, but I saw what good looked like between a head coach and a general manager, not just, you know, and there's other sports I've seen it obviously as well, but I wanted to do, we could do that for him and I a goal years from now to say, Dan and Adam, they did it the best that anybody's done in professional sports. And that's a super high bar. But that's the standard that we want to get it to because at the end of it, it's not about the credit or what it is. It's just about us over the long term kicking ass for a long time together. And we both share that vision. So um, on every organization and every team, you need that. And so that's why when I said why that was so damn important to me to find the right general manager to partner up with, because they're the ones that have to be shoulder to shoulder with you through the good and through the adversity as well. And so each person has that. And Stacey is that no matter what. So she's first. And she knows football pretty good too. But professionally, it, it's Adam. 
Hey guys, JP Finley with NBC4 and 106.7 The Fan. Um, Dan, this is a question for you. Your your records as a defensive coordinator speak for themselves. It's all very impressive. When you were coaching in Atlanta, some of those defensive numbers weren't there. How do you take on your, your second chance here what you do differently as a DC versus a head coach? Yeah, isn't that the best? That's, uh, that's one of the lessons to take on to say, man, I've got to make sure, like, you know, after doing the 360 of leaving Atlanta, of spreading myself too thin. And so where I need to be is right there with the offense, right there with the defense and the special teams, and not allow outside things to, not outside things in the organization, just more things to go. So uh, the main thing, keep the main thing the main thing, and that's the players and the team. And that's why, you know, like I'll lean on Adam so hard, I didn't want anything other than that, you know, to be right there doing it. So good news, I had some chances over the last three years to do that and to prove that and to delegate and make sure I could keep the main thing and focus right where it needed to be. And that's when the best results come. So uh, you can't turn back the clock, but you do have to learn the lesson. And that's what I wanted to make sure when I left Atlanta, it was during the middle of the season. And so you have time to reflect. It's lonely. It's disappointing. It's depressing. But you don't want to just rinse and repeat. You want to make sure, how do I take this, change it, and then make sure you get to prove it again. And so that was the silver lining in this. Like, I'm a better version of me today than I was, you know, three and four or five years ago. And so that's why I get to prove that. And then this one for Josh and Adam. Throughout the coaching search, it seems like it's been very collaborative. At what point does the collaboration maybe cease a little bit and it becomes more of the traditional hierarchy that you talked about building? Or, or will it remain really collaborative throughout? Well, I think it's sort of now. I mean, it's all collaborative. I mean, first of all, you're always going to be collaborative. And that's and the alignment amongst the three of us, amongst ownership, uh, obviously coaching and front office is very important. But obviously, um, you know, I hired um, or I brought these, these two gentlemen are sitting next to me because they know what they're doing. And they're going to Adam's going to run the uh, front office and the football ops. And Dan's going to run the coaching staff and the on field uh, operation and like you know, I'll be there, obviously, and be educated and, you know, make sure that things going in the right direction. But, you know, I'm not, you know, these this is their job, right? So, um, you know, the collaboration will be there, but obviously um, their ability to operate and do what they do uh, starts today. Yeah, I agree. Um, Conference of Dan Quinn with owner Josh Harris, GM Adam Peters in Ashburn right now on Grant and Danny. Everything we do, and then with Dan, Helping him, he's building his staff, so I'm going to help him with that. He's going to help us with finding players, so the collaboration is going to continue through, through perpetuity. It's <laughs> a good UCLA word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. teach that a term. term. <laughs> I'm out, this is I'm outsmarted here. This is. <laughs> um, hi, uh, Ben Standig with the Athletic. Uh, Dan, welcome to town. Um, f- for you, uh, in terms of this new opportunity, how, how do you see? yourself, I guess, what type of coach are you ultimately going to be? Are you going to be calling plays? Do you see, obviously, you're, you're familiar with your defensive coordinator. How will sort of that collaboration work as well? Yeah, I think the big thing to, to get across, like, the essence of a head coach is to put it all together. It's not to be an offensive coach or a defensive coach or a special teams coach. Like, it's everything. And that's what the essence is of the job. It's the chemistry. It's the messaging. It's the play style. It's the attitude. It's the swagger. Like, that's my number one job to make sure all of this comes together. Um, obviously, I cut my teeth on the defensive side. So 
Um, that part's important, but Joe will call the plays on defense and Cliff will call the plays on offense. And I'll certainly be there. The game management portion is so critical. So I wanted to make sure the best version of me, like I said, is coaching the entire team and making sure our play style is so right that it's a nightmare for teams to play against between the personnel you know, that Adam puts together, the scheme from the coaching side, and then quite honestly for me, the play style to say, Playing against us is really hard. And the attitude, the speed, the effort, the ball hawking, the tackling, the finishing of blocks, the explosive plays, that's how you know we create a nightmare to go against. And we're going to work our ass off to do that. But as far as play calling, um, I'll be involved with it. But those guys will call the game. But the essence of this job as a head coach isn't just to be on one side. It's to tie everything together. And that's when I'm at my best. And so that's what I'll do. And uh, for you and Adam, obviously, quarterback is such an important position in this sport. You guys may have the opportunity to draft one in the first round, and Sam Howell is here as well. How much of your conversations were about what happened at quarterback and how, how important is Cliff to whatever it is you guys uh, plan to do with that position? Yeah, I'll take that one if you okay. want. Yeah, yeah we, really, we just got started, Ben, so we haven't even had discussions yet as the staff with that. Uh, obviously, it's the most important position on the field, and we're going to put a lot of time into it, but as of now, we haven't even got started on that one. Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. Welcome to DC. Um, why Cliff and Joe? Well, I think um, I'll take you back a bit. And so, when you're getting prepared for this, you don't—you're not sure what job you're going to get. You know, you're—you're you're thinking, okay, this—you know—opportunity, this opportunity. So, it's a little different than being on their side, where they were going to select. Where on the coaching side, you were going to see where would be a good fit, and the coaching staff would be the fit irregardless of where you went. Okay, so for me, selecting a place that I would be able to potentially coach didn't have to do with did they have a quarterback or cap space or any of that. It was ownership and general manager and fan base and what you could create together because cap space changes. I was looking to say, how could we do something long term to kick ass for a long time and continue to play well, not just because they had won this or won that. So. Cliff has always been somebody um, that I've kept up with. Um, years ago, we both coached in college, and uh, we first met each other at a, an award show and just kind of hit it off on that time and then competed against each other. I certainly followed his career you know, through his time at Tech and then into Arizona and competing. And so in the same way of why I wanted to hire Kyle years ago, like he was hard to go against. He would stretch the field horizontally and vertically and going against Cliff those same feelings you had. This is going to be tough. Matchups, formation, <coughs> speed, shots down the field, aggressiveness, boldness to go. And so as a coach, you were writing down some names if this is something in your future that said, if I get that shot, this is somebody I would want to talk to. And so that's where the, the start came from him. Um, we're really pumped that he's going to be a part of it. Obviously, I know people talk about you know his acumen with quarterbacks and that's proven but he's also an excellent coach he's not just you know a guy that's going to be with the quarterbacks the whole time so I want to make sure I'm clear on that and then with Joe um, it's a little different because I had a chance to be shoulder to shoulder with him you know over the last three years in Dallas and through that time I've just seen the detail the connection um, the play style you know and so to play good defense you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to take the ball away. 
And those are two things Joe and, and the units that he was charged with have been excellent at. And uh, I think over the last three years, you know, with, with Joe there, the team had been, you know, at the top of the league in terms of takeaways and defensive touchdowns. If you want to play good defense, you better tackle because there's so, I'm not talking about in the A gap, I'm talking about there's space plays that happen in today's NFL. And so in that space, had he had the technique to go and make tackles where uh, guys like Cliff and Kyle and everybody else want to create all this space to say, you know, make it hard. So you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to get the ball away and show good disguises, you know, to make the quarterback have to read the coverages after he has the ball in his hand. And Joe's been exceptional at that through his career. So that's why when those moments come and you want to nail it, uh, you do it and you go for it. And so I appreciate Josh and Adam when the moment came to go be uh, aggressive, um, we were going to go do that. Dan Quinn's press conference in Ashburn. Our reactions to what we're hearing from Josh Harris, Adam Peters, Dan Quinn. Thoughts on the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury. And what do we make of Joe Witt Jr. calling plays, not Dan Quinn. Next on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 